Okay, we're starting the Gemara on the bottom of the fine test on base. What we learned uh, over here in the Gemara is it brings a few statements, three statements in the name of Sabi the Pompadisa, the elders of Pompadisa, which was Rav Yehuda and his yeshiva, as Rashi says. So the Gemara here brings one more statement that also comes from Sabi the Pompadisa. Amar Ho Nami Sabi the Pompadisa Amrino. The following was also said by the elders of Pompadisa. The Itma, we learned, Ezehi Ashere Stam. What is, how do we know to assume that it is a tree, that's an Ashere, that's an Avedizara tree? So Rashi says, we're talking about a case where we don't see anybody actually serving it as an Avedizara, so then it's obvious. But without that, how do we know that it's an Ashere tree? Amarav, Sarav says, Kol Only if you see that there are priests that are guarding it, and they don't eat from its fruits. So then you know that they're, because they're using it as an Avedizara, so therefore they're not, uh, they're not using it and they're guarding it. Shmuel, Oma, Shmuel says that's not enough. Kagoin, the Omri, Hanit Mari, Shikhra the Bay Nitzrifi. They say clearly that this tree is going to be used for the dates, that to make beer out of it, for Bay Nitzrifi, which is an Avedizara. And they drink this beer on the day of their holidays. So it's not just enough that they guard it, but it has to be something that it's clear that they're using the, the, the fruits of the tree for their Avedizara. Amru li sabi de Pompadisa, so Amemer says, now the elders of Pompadisa told me, Hilchase kavase de Shmuel, that we paskin like Shmuel. Now the Gemara comes back to what we were speaking about before, and that is when you get to making a Eid of Chatseris or a Shit of Mavoy. So what did it say in the Gemara before? That a person takes the food that he has, and he's mezaket to everybody else. And what did it say? When you're mezaket to everybody else, what do you have to do? You have to lift it up a tefach. So the Gemara brings a question on this. So a person brings a barrel of either wine, shall shemen or oil, shall tmarim dates, shall gregeris figs, shall shamine peris. Im mishaloi, if this is all his, tzarech lezakis. So he has to be mezaket to the other people that are included in this shit of Mavais. Vim if he's taking from their food, then tzarech la'idiya, he has to let them know. Can't take it without uh, letting them know, right? So if, it's, if you're, you're taking from your own food, so then you're just doing them a favor by including them in the shit of Mavais. Mashenken, if you're taking from their food, so Rashi here says, sometimes a person is makbid. You take his food without his permission. Rashi says, Ein tzara, but you say pass. He doesn't want you to use it, so therefore you're going to have to let him know. And you lift it up when you're mezakeh to them, you have to lift it up from the ground, a mashu. So the question is, before we said a tefach, answers the Gemara, my mashu nami the ka'omar tefach. The expression of mashu over here does not mean like it usually does, which is just a mashu, whatever it is, which means nothing, no amount. Mashu means a tefach. So this is a source you find over here from this Gemara that the expression of mashahu in, in Chazal and in Halacha, sometimes mashu does not mean mashahu, which is no shear. Over here we see that mashu could also mean a certain shear. There's a whole Sikhe Barichas about this, a Chelech of Tess, where the Rebbe says, talks about the Sinian, that sometimes a kol shahu, the, the term kol shahu is used in Gemara and Paiskim in, in two different contexts. Sometimes it's used to say that there is no shear, but sometimes kol shahu is used in a context to say the smallest shear. Over here we see in the Gemara that it says mashahu, and mashahu means a shear, it means a shear of a tefach. Zakta Gemara Vaita Itma, we learned the Machlaikis. She tufem voice. You're making the shittuf and the mavois for the people. Rav Omar ain't sarach lezakis. Rav says, Rav actually is arguing here with the Mishnah, 
Rav says you don't have to be mezaket to anybody. You take your own food and you put the food for those people and it's good enough without being mezaket to anybody. Why don't you have to be mezaket? You don't have to make a Kenyan to be mezaket to anybody. So Rashi Taisus explain over here the reason is because the Hanal that you have that you're including them in the Eid of Chatzeris, that now you could carry, if you don't make an Eid of Chatzeris, uh, Mavois, that is, we're talking about Shittuf Mavois, and the same thing as Eid of Chatzeris. If you don't make this Eid of Chatzeris or Shittuf Mavois with them, so you can't, ca- you can't carry. You're having Hanah from this more than anyone else, or just as much as anyone else. So because of the Hanah, we know that it's your intention to be Mezakeh to them, and you don't have to, do the, you don't have to be Mezakeh B'Fedish. Shmuel, Omar, Shmuel says, no, Tzorach Lezakas, you have to make a Kenyan, like it said in the Mishnah, you have to pick it up, a Tefach, or you have to, you have to be Mezakeh. Yeah, Mezakeh, the Lashon of the Mishnah. Ra, that's B'negei to Eiruv Chatseris. Hiruvei Tchumen, B'negei to an Eiruv Tchumen, if you're making an Eiruv Tchumen for someone else, Rav Omar, Tzorach Lezakas, Rav says, over here you have to be Mezakeh to that person, you don't have any benefit for this, from this, you have to be Mezakeh to him. Shmuel Omar, ain't Tzorach Lezakas. Shmuel says, no, by you don't have to be mezakeh to anybody. By an Eid of Tchumen, we say that automatically the, uh, the whole point of the Eid of Tchumen is to create a dira for that person there. So let's say he doesn't own that food. If you're putting it there and having in mind another person, that creates the shvisa, the dira for the person over there. Or in, in other, that's what Taisus here says. Other Rishayinim say that by Eid of Tchumen, the uh, other person must have told you to go and do this. What we're talking about by Erev Tchumen is, he asked you to go and put it there. So therefore, when you put it there, even without you being mezakeh at him, he made you a shliach to go and do it, it'll be a good Erev Tchumen. Shmuel's opinion is understood, what the, what the source of his opinion is. Here we have a Mishnah. It says Befeidish that you have to be mezakeh for Erev Chatseris. And there's no Mishnah that says so by Erev Tchumen. So therefore, by Erev Tchumen, we say you don't have to be mezakeh. But according to Rav, what's his reasoning? He's saying opposite of what it said in our Mishnah. And Dafka by Erev Tchumen, when it never says that you have to be mezakeh, theory holds you have to be mezakeh. And says the Gemara, Tanoihi. Rav holds that it's a machloikis Tanoim. And the Gemara brings a story. There was a story with the daughter-in-law of Rabbi Ishiya. Shaholcha lebeisa merchatz. Erev Shabbos, she went to a bathhouse. And v'chosh it became dark, Shabbos came in, and it was too far for her to walk back. So now she's out of the tchum. Ve'ir her, her mother-in-law came and made an eid of tchum for her. And the question was, Rabchia was asked the question, her mother-in-law made an eid of tchum for her, would, would that work or not? And v'osar, and Rabchia says, no, it, it doesn't work, it's not good. Amalei Rabbi Shmol, but Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Shmol, but Rabbi Yesi asked Rabchia, Bavloi, Rabchia from Bavel, this was a story that happened in Eretz Yisrael, he called him Bavloi, you so machma with Erevin that she can't rely on this Erev Tchumen of her mother-in-law, Kach Omar Abba, didn't Abba, which is Rav, said, Kol sheyeshlecha lehokol be'Erevin hokol, Whatever you can be mekel, benegeh, to Erevin, you should be mekel. So why are you being so machme? So, l'chayda, this is the story, the source, where you see that because his ma- her mother-in-law made the Erev Tchumen, so she can't rely on it. So over here you see that you have to be mezake. Her mother-in-law was not mezake. The Gemara now explains. The Gemara brings it actually first as an Iboya. The Iboya, lohu, now the question was asked, Mishel chamaisa irvala? When she made the Erev Tchumen, did she uh, use her own food? 
her mother-in-law used her own food. The reason why Rabchia said it's not a good Erev Tchumen was because her mother-in-law was not makna the food for her daughter-in-law. She actually made the Erev Tchumen from the food that belonged to her daughter-in-law. That wasn't the issue. But we said before that if you're using somebody's food, you have to let them know. And over here, the mother-in-law didn't let it. It wasn't with her permission. That's why it didn't take effect. Which one is it? came and told them, I was explained about this story and about this psak of Rabchia. In the name of Irva. The issue was that she took her own food. The mother-in-law used her own food. She didn't have to have permission. But The issue was that she wasn't mezakeh, the food, for her daughter-in-law. So here we see the source that Rabchia also says, like Rav said, that by Erev Tchumen, you have to be mezakeh, the food, to the person you're making the Erev Tchumen for. Rav Zayde said to Rav Yaakov, which was the son of the daughter of Yaakov, Rashi here says that Aviv Lehoya Hogan, his father, they didn't mention his father's name because he wasn't Hogan, so they say that, the, that he was the son of the daughter of Yaakov. Kimatis Hasam, when you go to Eretz Yisrael, Akif, Ezil, the Sulma, the Tzur, go around and go to this place where there's the Sulam of Tzur, place, a pathway by Tzur, and that's the place where uh, he was living. Ask Rabbi Yaakov Baridi that knows about the story, ask him what the story was. So he asked him this question. In that story, that the, did the mother-in-law use her own food? The reason why the aid of Tchumen didn't work is because the mother-in-law was not mezakeh the food to the daughter-in-law. Or the issue was that true, the mother-in-law used her food. But he didn't get permission from her. That was the issue. And Rabbi answered, The issue was that she used her, uh, her um, own food. The mother-in-law used her own food. And she wasn't mezakeh the food to her daughter-in-law. And that's why the aid of Tchumen could not be used. So this is the source for what Rav said, that you have to be mezakeh by aid of Tchumen. Then you get to the other case though, this that Rav says, that by aid of Chatseris you don't have to be mezakeh, <coughs> that the Gemara never brings the source for. And the Rishayim say that Rav Tanahu Palik, Rav argues on a Mishnah. When he said before Tanoihi, it means that Rav himself is a Tana and he argues on a Mishnah and he holds you don't have to be mezakeh. Mezakeh meaning to be machnet. To make a Kenyan, to make an actual Kenyan, to pick it up a Tefach, yeah. Right. You don't have to be mezake, you just put the food there. You put it down there, having them in mind, it's good enough without making an actual Kenyan. They have in mind. Huh? Mezake is more than having in mind. Yeah, yeah, right. Mezake means you have to pick it up a tefach, what we said before. You make a Kenyan by picking it up a tefach. Yeah, correct, true. But you have to actually make a Kenyan. That's what our Mishnah said. Rav says you don't have to make the Kenyan. You don't have to make uh, any, you don't have to be mezake. And Rav Nachman says, What's the halacha? Naktinon. The psaktin bepayel is, Echad eruvei tchumen, whether you're making an eid of tchumen for someone, Ve'echad eruvei chatseris, whether you're making an eid of chatseris for someone, Echad shetufei mevois, or you're making the shetuf in the mavoi, Tzarech lezakais. You do have to make a kenyan to be makna to food to someone if it's not his food. Okay? So, it's interesting, even though usually when it comes to the Machlekesen, when you get to Erevin, we're Meikul, but over here, Rav Nachman Paskin, in all of these cases, that you have to be Machmer. Boy, Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman asks a question, how about Eruvei Tafshilin? 
by aid of Tafshilin, if you're making the aid of Tafshilin and you're also having in mind other guests and people that are going to come to your house, Tzarech Lezakai says, hey, ain't Tzarech Lezakai. Do you have to be Mezake, the aid of Tafshilin, for other people or not? Amrav Yasef, Umay Tibayale, why are you asking this question? Didn't you hear what he, Rav Nachman Baravada said in the name of Shmuel? That even by an Eid of Tavshilin, you do have to be Mezake, like we do when we say the Nusach of Eid of Tavshilin. So didn't you hear what Shmuel said? For sure, he, he didn't hear this uh, statement in the name of Shmuel. That's why he had a question. If he would have heard, why would have he had any question about this? So he said, what do you mean? He would have had a question. By aid of Tchumen, so Shmuel also said something about it. Shmuel said that you don't have to be Mezake. And Rav Nachman still didn't paskin like Shmuel. Rav Nachman paskin that you do have to see be Mezake. So what do you see? That not necessarily did he hold that you paskin like Shmuel. So maybe when he get to Eid of Tafshilin, maybe he heard what Shmuel said, that you have to be Mizak, but maybe he held you don't paskin like Shmuel. O Malay, so Rav Yosef says, no. Sorry, I just went up a line, sorry. So the Gemara says, Hochi hashta. Gemara says, you can't compare. Before, when we're talking about Erev Chatseres, Erev Tchumen, there was a machlaikis about this. It wasn't only Shmuel, there was Rav and Shmuel. And Rav Nachman held that we pass in the both like Rav's Chumre and like Shmuel's Chumre, that you always have to be Mezakeh. If Rav Nachman would have heard what Shmuel said, that by Erev Tafshilin you have to be Mezakeh, is there anybody that argued on him? Rav, no, nobody argued on what Shmuel said, so therefore he would have never had a question. So it must be that he didn't hear what Shmuel said. But now that we know what Shmuel said, we pass him like Shmuel, that by aid of Tafshilin, you also have to be Mezakeh for the other people, your guests and other people that are going to be included in this aid of Tafshilin. There was a, um, a guy, which was a Turzina. Turzina, Rashi says, is like a Memunak uh, Lizayan, I guess some kind of a security guard. He was living in the neighborhood of Rabzeira. Amalei, so the people that were living, the Yidin that were living with him and his Chatzar, said to him, Rent us your Rishos, as we learned before. In order to be able to make an Eid of Chatzeris with a guy, you have to rent the Rishos from him. He wasn't interested. He didn't want to rent them his Rishos. He came and asked Rabzeira, Maybe we can rent his Rishos from his wife. We don't have to rent it from him himself. So he said, Yeah, Shlokish said in the name of a great person, Umana Rabchanine, and this was Rabchanine, A person's wife could be Mizake, an aid of Chatseris, and the same thing over here, Benigeh, to the renting of the Rishos from the Goy, that a person's wife could be Mizake, you can rent it, Shaloi Midaitai. So the reason, if you look in Taisvis, Taisvis says Ishte Kegufay. The Rishayim at Taisvis and no, Taisvis doesn't bring up and a Chanami. No, but true, true. No, but it's not that because Ishte Kegufay. So therefore, the food that's there in this Chatzah, she can give over and say that or she can give over the, the usage. The idea is that she gives over the usage of the rental of this uh, place to the people. 
And the Taisis, the, the discussion in Taisis actually is whether this is Dafka Isha or even other people from the family. Right? So Taisis says that in Ain, the two bottom lines of Taisis, if the Baal, the Isha, they're both not here, so the Bene Bayis could also give over without the Rishus of the, uh, of the father, the mother. They can give over the uh, usage of the Rishus, the Schiris Rishus to whoever there has, has to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's by Yid, but by a Goy, the what? The guy, the husband doesn't want. So the interesting thing is, you're right, you're right. It's a big chiddush. So the, 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 it says in the Rishayim and the Paiskim that this whole thing is taka a big kula because over here we're talking in a case even when the husband is saying befeidish echvilnisht. So Mela, the husband is not here, like Taisa says, he's out of out of town. It's one thing, but if he's here and he's screaming, I don't want. We still allow the wife to do it instead of him. And, and the, what, what's the pshat? So the Rishayim say, it's a kula, because they know that sometimes it's going to be impossible otherwise. The whole union of Eid of is a takon of Chazal, it's a chumr of Chazal. So they will make all that you can rely on the schiris rishos of the wife. You can't rely on anybody, it has to be someone that's connected to this house. So who is it? Ishtoi, or the Bnei Bayis, even if it's Heipach It's a special kula they made. That was one story. A similar story the Gemara brings again. Ahu Turzina, the Havah B'Shivusei, the Rav Yehuda Baroshia. This uh, security guard that was living by Rav Yehuda in the neighborhood of Rav Yehuda Baroshia. Amri Lei Oigelon Rishusok. They asked him to rent out his Rishus to them. Lei Oigelu, he wasn't interested. Also, like I made Rav Yehuda Baroshia, Amri Lei, they asked him the same question. Ma'ala Megam at the Bissu. Could we rent it from your wife? Lei Havah B'Yode. He didn't have the answer. He also didn't know the answer. They came to Rav Yehuda. He said, Shmuel already said this. A person's wife could make the aid of even without the knowledge of the husband. A wife that makes this that participates with native chatseris, not with the knowledge of the husband. So it's not a good eidov and it's not a good shittov. So how can we say that you can rely on the wife? Answers the Gemara like Kashia. If you have a situation where a person is in a chatser and without him participating in the eid of chatseris, he's going to ask it on everybody else. So then the wife, we are makele that the wife could do it without the husband, or even against the husband's will. But the loy asar means, if you have a house which is between two chatseris, and this house, not necessarily there's an asar on this chatser, he could walk out from the other side, and then he's not part of this chatser. So Labdafki is even part of this chatser. So in such a case, if the wife decides that I want to be part of this chatzar and I'm going to make the aid of together with them, that we can't rely on. Because you, you, it's not needed. We don't have to be makel here. You could just walk out from the other side and you won't be part of this chatzar. It's logical to say that this is the pshat here. The imkain, because if not so, kashye the shmuel are the shmuel. There would be a contradiction in shmuel's own opinion. Dama shmuel, shmuel said, echad What if there's a person from this mavoi that usually is mishtatif with the aid of chatseris of the mavoi? In other words, he walks out usually in this place and he has to be mishtatif with them. V'loy 
and he was not mishtatav with this person. So the people of the Mavik could go and force him to be mishtatav in the in the uh, in the shit of Mavois, even against his will. Once he gave his consent once, and he was always mishtatav, even if one time he wasn't mishtatav, they can go and do it against his will. So what do you see over here? Ragil in ragil loy. So the title of the Gemara, according to Rashi, is that Ragil, since he always walks out in this place in the Mavoi, so he always asks on them, so they're going to have a problem. If he's not going to be Mishtatev, so then they can do it even against his will. But if he's not Ragil, if he doesn't walk out of here, he has another place, another opening to walk out from, so then they can't. So we see over here that there's a difference if this is a person that is going to asser on you, so then you could do it against his will. So the same thing also, we could be makel that his wife could do it for him. But if he doesn't always walk out of here, so then you don't, um, you don't uh, do it through his wife and you can't, you can't force him to do it. There's other pshatim in Rishayin, but that's Rashi and Taisis' pshat of here. So I'll bring your eye to this. Kaifin, Oisai. A person that does not want to participate with the people of the Mavi, they have to buy a lechi and a kaira for the Mavi, and he doesn't want to participate. So they can force him, because he's living here, and if he's not going to participate, it's going to be awesome for everybody, so therefore they can force him to participate. So we see over here, we can learn from this, but I said that says, that the same thing also applies to a shit of Mavois and of Chatseris. To participate to make it, they have to buy it. Lamoshel costs money to buy this lechi and the kaira, or to make it, and they, they, they need its help, or they need his, the, him to be mishtatif and the money to buy the lechi and the kaira, so they can force him to be mishtatif. Shani hasam. So the Gemara says, no, that case is completely different. Shani hasam the leke mechitzis. Over there, it's different because the, the third, the fourth side is completely open, so therefore they can force him to put up a mechitza, to put up the lechi and the kaira. Rashi says that when you don't have a mechitza, Loshen of Rashi in the beginning of the Amid here, the einen noyach l'shoimroi, because it's lacking the shmira that they have exposed, open the whole place. So maybe the whole idea that you can force is dafke in such an inyan when when you when you're forcing him to be mishtatev in the shmira, but for eid of chatzeres to be able to carry. It's not, a, it's, it's not a place which is exposed. Maybe in such a case you can't force. You can't compare the two cases. Another teretz over here is if you know if you guide this mitzat shani. So the Bach takes it out. So we're not going to be guide this. So to Gemara Vaita Itmer Avchiyeh Barashi Omarav Oisin Lechi Ashera. We brought up the Indian of Alechi and Akira. The Gemara here says a very fundamental Indian regarding an Alechi. That a lechi could be made even with taking it from an avodizotatri, which is asabahana, and you have to burn it. Nevertheless, you can make a lechi from an asheretri. Rab Shimon ben Lakish Reish Lakish says, Oisin kaira ashere. You could even make the kaira, the crossbeam, could also be made from the ashere. So the Gemara says, Man da'ama kaira, the one that says you can make even the kaira from the avodizotatri, kol shekein lechi, most definitely the lechi. Why? When it comes to Alechi, if you remember what we learned in the first Patek, the Lechi has no shear, how thick it has to be, how wide it has to be. A Kaira has a certain shear. Rashi here brings you the shear. It has to be wide enough that you can put on it a brick that's a tefach. Okay? So it has to have a certain shear. So it's a huge Chiddush that you can use an Avedizaratri, which is like it's It's like it's burnt. It's like it's not, it has no shear. Nevertheless, you can use it for a Kaira. It's a tremendous Chiddush. Umanda Lechi. 
So, so the Maria says, The lechi, you could use it because it has no shear in the thickness and the width, but the akaira, it's, it has no shear bachlal. So how could you use it? So what's Saka the Pshat in this Gemara? The Mandama that says that you could use a Kaira even if it's made from a Vedizara Favastake. So the Rishayim explain, the, 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 the Raivet says, the reason is because what's the whole point of the Kaira? The whole point of the Kaira is to create a Heker, to create that place, that Simen, that you notice that here's Rishos Sarabim and here's Rishos Sayachid. So even if the Emes is that it's Ksusim Echtes Shiyurei, but the Heker is there, it doesn't take away from the Metziah, that it is a Heker. So therefore, you don't need the metzius of the kaira mamash. You just need the heker of the kaira. The heker of the kaira is there even if it has no shear because it's burnt. Okay? But it has to be a big shear. It has to be a big heker. It has to have that, uh, that it could be makabal and ariach. But the Indian of ksusim achsat shiyuri does not change the heker. What about that? It's also What? It's not considered having a hana. The kaira, it's a... Indirectly, this is gaidim that the people now could carry inside the rishos. But you're not having hana from the kaira itself. That's also you're putting it there. It creates a heker, and now you can carry in the rishos in the imavoi. When you get to the lechi, there's a shaila that Taisus here asks that lechayre, even though it's true that a lechi doesn't have a shear in its width or its thickness, but of course we know that a lechi does have another shear in the height. The lechi has to be ten tochem high. So how could you say it has no shear? So there's a famous, famous Rab Chaim Al Rambam, where the Rab Chaim, the derived over there, asks this question also on the Rambam. So Rab Chaim says that the shear of the height of the lechi is not a din in the lechi itself; that the lechi has a shear. The shear of the height of the lechi is mitzad the mokim that's inside. When you have an enclosure of ten tefachim of a mechitza of ten tefachim, so that creates a mokim inside. That this is a place that's enclosed. If it's a mechitza that's less than ten tefachim, the place inside is not designated. It's not separated from outside. In order to create a designated area separated from outside, you have to have at least a separation of ten tefachim. So it's not pshat that there's actually a din of a shear for this mitzias. It's a din mitzad the mokim to create that separation. Or memela the lechi itself mitzad atzma doesn't have a gather of a shear bechlal. The pile there is that separation that this is a mokim. So similar art, it's different, it's a similar art, but it's to create what's inside, not that the lechi itself has a shear. So therefore, it doesn't matter if it's a vidzara. Okay, trachte with the This is a famous word from Abchaim, with the singing of the lechi. Going back to Erev Chatzedes. What's if the food that you put there for the Erev Chatzedes was um, less than was in the beginning? So you have to add food. So if you're adding from your own food, so then you have to be mezakeh to them. If you're taking from other people's foods, from the people of the Chatzedes, you don't have to let them know about this. They already gave their consent in the beginning. So now that you're adding food from, from their food, you don't have to let them know. If more people came into the Chatzar that never, never gave their consent to be included in the aid of Chatzeris, Maisif Umezake. So then you have to add food for them and you have to also be Mezake to them. And if you're taking from their food, you have to let them know that you're using their food because this is the first time that they are making the aid of Chatzeris with you. Kama. No, no, no. On Shabbos. On Shabbos. The difference is if it's the first time, you have to let them know. If it's not the first time, so then you don't have to let them know. What is the shear for Erev Chatzedes? When there's a lot of people, the amount of food of two subis for everybody. 
That's if there's a lot of people. The Gemara is going to explain, Vosayst a lot of people. Vizman, Shehei Muatim, if there's a little bit of people, Kegroigiris, Lacholechot, Veechot. There has to be a shear of a Kegroigiris, the size of a fig, for every person that's being Mishtatif in the Eid of Chatseris. Amr Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, Bamed, Varam Amurim, Bitchilas Eidov. This is only in the beginning of the Eidov, so then there's a shear of how much you have to have. I will be Shiyare Eidov. If the Eidov was eaten up, part of it, and there's only leftovers of the Eidov, Kolshu, there's no shear. It's enough that you have a Kolshu that's good enough. Okay, so, yeah, so Rabbi Yaisi is arguing the Tanakam, exactly. The Tanakam has said you have to be Maisif, you have to be Mazaki, you have to be Maidiya, maybe. Rabbi Yaisi says no, we had this before already, that if you have leftovers from the Eidov, even a Kolshu is good enough. Yeah, yeah. The Yomru, and Rabbi Yaisi explains the Pshat. This is also a Hemshech of Rabbi Yaisi's opinion over here. And, uh, and the Bacht says not Viloy Loy because it's a Hemshech. Loy Omru La'arev Bachatseirois. The whole reason that we make an Eidov in Chatseirois is so the children, the next generation, should not forget about Eidov Chatseiris. We had this before by MS. In, in uh, Chatseiris, you have a Mavo, you're making the Shit of Mavois. The Shit of Mavois should be good enough already to cover also the Chatseiris. They're all being Mishtatif together. So Rabbi Yaisi holds that you don't, you don't even ikra din, you don't even need an eid of chatzeris once you made already a shit of mavois. Right? Elamai, the whole union of eid of chatzeris is that the future generations should not forget about the union of eid of chatzeris. So therefore, we were makel and we say that even if there's a cultural left over, it's still good enough. No, for the next week, for the next week, for the oh, next yeah. Shabbos, yeah. Good, uh, we just learned that he's, he makes it also. There's necessity of the urim, and mm-hmm. he does one being shtatif on yomtiv, mm-hmm. right? Can make it also. On Yiddish, on, Sha- on Shabbos. Okay, we had the, that's, we're not, over here this mission is not talking about any changes in middle of Shabbos. When you have changes in middle of Shabbos, not so posh, there's different cases. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases you say that whatever was in the beginning of Shabbos, that had to remain. And there's other cases where you say that, that there is an Isser that happens in the middle of Shabbos. So what are we talking about over here? When the Mishnah over here says that if it's Nismayit, so you, know, you don't have to be Maidiya him, right? So because he already gave his consent in the beginning, even though you're using his food. Are we talking about the same min? He already gave us, so he gave matzah. Right? And now there's not enough matzah, and you ha- you're taking from this person, from the people of the Chatzah, their matzah. If you're taking the same min, my area nismayit. Why does the Mishnah say that only if the food is less food and you have to add, so then you don't have to let them know? I feel a kolonami. Even if the Eidov is completely gone and you have to completely get new matzah, new food, should also be okay because they already gave their consent for the Eidov. So what are you going to say that the, what's happening over here is they gave one mean of food for the Eidov and now you want to take from them without their consent another mean. Even in a case where the food was minimized, you just have to add a little bit without their permission, it shouldn't be allowed. Tanya, the Braise says, If the food for the Eidov is, is gone, if you want to take from them the same mean, you don't have to let them know. But if it's from two different meanings, then you do have to let them know. So we see if you're taking, even though you got a consent from them for the aid of Chatzeris from one min, but if it's a different min, you have to let them know. Huh? You have to let them know that you're taking from their food. If you're taking, they know already. Maybe there's certain food that uh, you, could, you, could, you could take and, uh, without letting them know. 
You have food that uh, belongs to them, but you can take it without letting them know. So Misha says, you, just because the Gemara here, the Braise here says, because you got from them one kind, kind of food, doesn't mean that they're ready to give a different type of food. It's two, two different meanings. You have to let them know. So the Gemara, two them in the Mishnah. We could say our Mishnah is talking about that you're taking from them the same mean of food that they gave the first time. You could say the Mishnah is talking about that you're taking a different mean of food. When it says in the Mishnah, it means Itaka doesn't mean only if the food became less. It means means that the food that was there before is gone. And even then, you could take it without their consent. Or we could say that it's two different minim, and I, it said in the Braise, that by two different minim you have to get there to shos. Kolo shani. In a case, in the Braise, Taka said kolo. When the food is completely gone, so it's almost like you're making a new aid of chatseris, so then you have to get there to shos for a different min. But if it's nismayit, and you're only taking a little bit of food more, even if it's a different min, you don't have to get there to shos. The Mishnah said, There's more people that came into the Chatzar, so then you have to add, so you have to be Mazaka to them, or if you're taking from their food, you have to let them know. From here I see that Rabbi Yehuda's friends, which is our Mishnah, are arguing what Rabbi Yehuda said, the Tanan, because later we learned the Mishnah says, only Only by aid of Tchumen that you have to let know the person that you're using his food for aid of Tchumen. When it comes to aid of Chatseris, aid of Chatseris, Rabbi Yudah holds, you don't have to get the consent of the people of the Chatser for the aid of Chatseris. So our Mishnah says that you do have to be my dear. So our mission is arguing. So the Gemara Pshita, it's obvious, it's clear that it's a Machlaikist. Why, why does the uh, Gemara have to say a Chiddush, Zoysay Meres, what's the big Chiddush here? And for the Gemara, Pshita the Chalukim, it's obvious that they're arguing. Answers the Gemara, not necessarily. There would have been a way to answer this. Maybe in our Mishnah, the case that it's talking about, you have to be Maidiya, another person, is a situation similar to what we had before, that a person that's between two Muvois, and he doesn't have to necessarily be part of your uh, shit of Muvois. Huh? He's in between. He could either be part of one Mavoy or he could be part of another Mavoy. He doesn't have to be part of your Shittuf. So maybe in our Mishnah, because he doesn't have to be part of your Shittuf, here you have to let him know, I'm taking from your food. I am including you in our Shittuf. But in one Chatzar, in one Mavoy, maybe in such a case, our Mishnah would agree to Rabbi Yudah that you don't have to let him know. So therefore, Rav Shizvi said in the name of Rav Chista that no, it is an argument in a person in the same chotzer. There's a machlekes whether you have to let him know or not. Kama Hoshi Yurai. No, we, we pass in that uh, you do have to let him know. Second, if, I'm huh? in, if I'm in my building, one second, huh? no, a new person comes in the middle, you have to let him know. The, the, if you're taking the, food from him. So, um, if you're taking food, uh, actually it's possible, I say, it could be we pass, you know, I didn't, I'm not sure. Could we do pass like Rabbi Yehuda, that you don't have to let him know, even if you're taking food from him. But you're making a native chatzeres for someone in your building, you're not taking from his food, you're taking right. your own matzah, you're being mezaket right. to him. Right. The whole machloikas over here is in a case where you're taking from his food, that you have to let him know that you're using his food. It's a different story. That's not the way we usually do native chatzeres today. Right.
Oh, so it's we don't take food. It's not looking like this. Without a cloud when we make, no, you don't take a food from another person. It's not for everyone, even for the place with the Yudim. Yeah, right. People are going to come. They should be part of it. What does it mean you take from his food? It's not the neighbor? I mean, without letting him know. Right. No, it's not Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we assume that he's not makpid, and So the last point of the Mishnah was the shear. How much food do you need for Erev Chatseris? So the Mishnah said it's a difference if there's merubin or muatan. If there's a lot of people, so then two sudas for everybody is good enough. Otherwise, you have to have a gregoris for everyone. So the Gemara says, so kama or merubin. What's considered to be a lot of people? Amar of Yudah, Mashmuel, Shmei Nasrib and Eyadam. Eighteen people, that's a lot of people. So the Gemara, Shmei Nasrib and Suloi, eighteen. And what's if it's nineteen, twenty? So Amen, no. What he means to say is, Mishmei Nasrib Eilech. If you have 18 or more people, that's considered to be a lot of people. So now the question is, what's up is 18? What's, up, what's this magic number of 18? The dafka then is considered to be a lot of people. It was explained to me in the name of Abba that the reason is as follows. If you can take the food of two sudas and divide it amongst the people of the Chatzar, and there won't be enough of a share of a kegregeris for each person. That's what we consider to be merubin. And then we say, It's enough to have a mazan of shtei sudas. If the mazan shtei sudas could be divided amongst the people, and everyone's going to get a share of kegregeris, that's going to be called muatan, that everyone gets muatan. Muatan inu. From this we understand the shtei sudas havyan shmoina esre gregeris. What's taka the shear of two sudas? The shear of two sudas is the amount of 18 kegregeris. That's two sudas. So therefore, if you have 18 people over here, so each one gets a kegregeris. That's called muat. Mashenkin, if you have more, if you have 18 people or more, so then I say two sudas, and even if there's not a kegregeris for everybody, it's good enough for the eight of chatzeris. What's this for if you have a hundred people and no one has... Everyone gets uh, Mamashamashu and the uh, Eid of Chatseris. Okay, it's a good question. Not sure. Yeah. Okay.